This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Spotify Greenroom. It's the live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties and get-togethers. I mean, or, you know, if you got some buddies on Twitter, where, you know, like they do the, the spaces and stuff, like the, whatever that stuff is, you know, this would be a good thing where you can have, have a watch party together. I mean, you're not, it's audio only, so you're not, you know, tweeting, you're not dealing with, you know, people with dog AVs and whatnot, and, you know, you can rack the, the latest news, rumors, and whatnot, and, you know, latest scores, a whole bunch of stuff. All you got to do is go to the uh, iOS App Store, Google Play Store, download it, and link your Twitter, and come in with some of your you know, spicy takes. In this context, there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhymes, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect. Fizzles are inhibition, follow your intuition, free your inner soul and break away from tradition. Cause when we be out, feel this bullet heat out, you wouldn't believe how we wow. Turn it till it's burned out, turn it till it's burned out, acting up from Northwest East Side. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it, get stoned, get started, get started, get started, let's get it started, let's get it started, in here, let's get it started, let's get it started, in here, let's get it started, let's get it started, in here, let's get it started, let's get it started, in Welcome to our Pit Panther Rants and other Sports Rants podcasts brought to you by the Sports Drink. Um, I'm starting off today with some Black IPs from Let's Get It Started. Um, this uh, song has some uh, has some significance to me in terms of steel in terms of Steeler games when I went from. Uh, when I went from, what's it called? I stopped going to the games. 2008 was my last season. My last, you know, I went to the AFC title game in 2000, you know, that took place in 2009. But, you know, my first, my last full season of going to Steer games was 2000, um, yeah, 2000, the 2008 season. You know, I've really, I've been to maybe two games since, Ah, uh, since I left uh, Pittsburgh to move to Houston. But I remember when Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger was, um, when he got drafted and, and of course when they went on this big tear they did in 2004, this was one of the songs that was played, I remember. It was all throughout the stadium. They would play it. They would have the highlights. And of course... When it bust out, well, let's get the star. People would just be waving their towels and going nuts. And yeah, 
and yeah, we're gonna touch on uh, the whole you know Big Ben. Uh, he played his last home game in Pittsburgh, and we're gonna talk about that. Uh, but we have to get to some pit news. Um, let's talk. Well, we gotta recap a lot of stuff that's happened. Uh, Pitt lost to Michigan State in the Peach Bowl. Pitt lost the game 31-21. At one point, they had a 21-10 lead. I mean, they um, they um, recovered a fumble. And, um, yeah, they recovered a fumble. And it was 21-10, I remember. And I, I was wondering, you know, maybe our fortunes are looking good. But um, if we look here, yeah, Cameron Bright, he recovered a fumble, ran it 26 yards for TD. Uh, Nick Penny looked pretty good, you know, from the from the limited you know time we saw him, and it's just um, he got hurt running for that touchdown. Davis Bevel comes in, and he obviously wasn't ready to play. I mean, his stat line though he was fourteen of eighteen for one hundred forty nine yards, a TD and pick. He showed some flashes here and there, but I mean. He's obviously very raw. I mean, he's a third stringer. He obviously is going to be because he hasn't had a lot of snaps. But, I mean, he did, you know, he did what he could. And quite frankly, I don't need to see him for another few years taking any more snaps. But I do, th- you know, there's obviously some upside. Maybe if we get a right, the right coordinator in, if we ever hire one, things get get a little better. But, you know, Jordan Asson, some, some receptions, 114 yards. Vincent Davis was the lean rusher with 12 carries, 43 yards. Um, Izzy was out. He he left the game early. I think also if he's in there, maybe I think Pitt wins with Izzy. Uh, the play calling was a little bit uh, suspect. Actually, it was very suspect. As late in the game, Pitt had a chance to get a first down. And somehow Pitt just runs a toss sweep. And it pretty much that was... Pretty much when that happened, we all knew we were fucked. Because Michigan State scored before that, and they, you know. And the guy made a really good catch. I mean, it was uh, well defended. You know. Pitt's defense played its heart out. I mean, they, the one thing they couldn't do was get, get off the field on, fourth down, on third or fourth down. They had a hard time with it. But overall, they played their ass off. It just, you know, it just things just didn't go right. And, you know, for us to to lose a game in this fashion, you know, where you drive down the field and throw the pit, you know, that's basically, I mean, to me, that I, when that happened, I just said, I love you, Pitt. That is all, basically, because for us to have that type of season and end it with the way we usually end games, <laughs> when, we, when we lose games, it was just like, you know, it was just, it just, it didn't make me sad. It just put a big smile on my face. And I went, you know, and people could have, you know, I mean, I didn't have some, Penn, some of my Penn State friends try to troll me and I could have really cared less. It's like we, we, we won the conference title. We did everything that we, we had, we had a Blitnikoff winner, a Heisman finalist. We did everything we just about almost everything we set out to do. So I really don't care. I mean, Pitt did not make the playoffs. So, and bowl games for the most part are irrelevant. I mean, 
you can't you know you can't brag about your bull wins anymore. I mean, they they count for a cream a little bit, but if you're a fan, you can't pump your fist. You can't pump your chest that you had you know. Well, we had sixty thousand fans, you know, travel to you know the Outback Bowl. I mean, nobody cares anymore. What if if, if you're traveling? Nobody gives a shit. I mean. Bowl games now are getting. I mean, now you're seeing because mainly because players are now opting out of bowl games now. You know, with COVID now, people are you know bowl games got canceled, and we we saw that we saw playing bowl games get canceled. I mean, COVID was probably one of the reasons, but I think the I think the big reason a lot of these bowl games got canceled was because of money. I mean, there was a whole lot of. I mean, how many bowl games were canceled? You know, Google was your friend. Um, so, I mean, it looks like last I looked, five bowl games were canceled. Um, I shouldn't say, you know, that's the reason why bowl games got canceled. Uh, that's one, you know, because not a whole lot of them got canceled. But I, I guess I should say there's a reason why teams didn't, you know, decide not to go. Because it's all about money. I mean, because you got to travel. And it's like, you know, is it really, you know, for something, you know, is it really worth it to spend all the money that, you know. Obviously, it was the Rutgers being at five and seven and going to the uh, Gator Bowl. I'm sure you can't pass them a Gator Bowl, but I mean, a lot of these kids are on holiday, and you know, for them to turn around and have to go back was kind of, kind of, kind of crappy. But I mean, if they want, I mean, but you know, that's from my opinion. You know, if the players wanted to play, I mean, then that's you know, then that's fine. If they if they really wanted to play this, if they wanted to play another game, then by all means, you know, if they're happy about it, it's all matters. If that's what they wanted to do. But uh, as we all know, Brennan Marion went to um, he went to um, Texas, which was expected. Pitt had a whole uh, rash of guys go to the transfer portal. Uh, Cam Bright, one of the linebackers, went. Uh, Noah Palmer as well. Shocky Jockey. Shockey had a lot of hype. He just never really panned out. I think part of it was injuries, but he was never he was never that explosive player that we thought he would be. Uh, Todd Sibley, he you know he was a good guy as well. I mean, it just he never um, and he just never panned out. And I th- and let's hope that he goes somewhere. But Pitt did land um, Cornell Mumfield. Akron transfer, he's a really good receiver. Uh, let's see, they also landed Michael Dow, a linebacker from Michigan. So, you know, Pitt's going to get some guys back from all this. But the fact they lost so many linebackers is, a, you know, it's very concerning because they're, they're thin at that position now. And maybe the fact that the coach is now, maybe he's gunning that position and bringing in some guys that he wants. I mean, I'm not sure, but. But Pitt's outlook for for next season looks really good. And yes, it's disappointing to lose a bowl game. It sucks, but that you know <clears throat> they gave it to all. Given they had a third, they were down their third string quarterback, and you know, just yeah, it is what it is. Excuse me, I'm drinking my coffee. But Pitt needs a obviously a wide receiver coach and a um, offensive coordinator. So hopefully. Those get ironed up here pretty soon. I'm just, you know, you know, Deuce is going to bring in whoever he wants. 
I just hope it's not. I just hope it's not a grad transfer from Michigan State, like he's been doing. I mean, because he brought a linebackers coach, and he, you know, same thing, and he hasn't really, you know, he hasn't been too exciting of a, of a hire. But the attendance for a bowl game was forty one thousand. There was a lot of Pitt fans there, from what I was, from what I gathered. Uh, ranks for the Peach Bowl were supposedly up 20 something percent. It was it was one of the highly watched games, and it was fine reading some of the comments because a lot of the Michigan State fans, because you know how Big Ten fans are, they love, they love taking credit for everything, and you know obviously they were taking credit for you know the high ratings because you know that's what that's what um. Because basically that's what um, Big Ten fans do in a nutshell. That's just how they are. I mean, it's all about egos. Uh, Pitt basketball lost another heartbreaker last night. Uh, this one to Louisville. Uh, Ithil, Ithil Horton came back. And from, it looks, the charges against him were dropped. It's because supposedly the cop just didn't show up to the, you know, the, to the thing. And I guess he plans to, the cop plans to refile because he couldn't get. And I guess he couldn't get some people to testify. And I don't know. That case was so. That's the case sat for so long. I mean, the, my thing is you couldn't. You know, I'm. You know, I'm not sure what kind of what trial this was going to be. Was it going to be? Was it going to be a trial where, you know, there's you know, where you just appear, you know, from a judge. And you guys give your sides of the story, and then the judge makes his decision. Or was this going to be one of those type of jury trials? And according to the cop, he couldn't get enough people to testify. And you know, I, I would assume he had enough time to do that. I mean, I mean, when, when did this happen? Uh, let's see here, Ethel Horton. Let's look him up real quick. Uh, let's see. He was reinstated on the holidays, but he was, let's see, from November 9th. Uh, let's take a look here. Well, the, I'm looking at the article came out November 9th, but when did it actually happen? Um, all right, so yeah, it happened the, you know, that weekend of that. So, And then the charges were dropped a month later, so I would say he had enough time to, I mean, to uh, you know, get um, you know, you know the, those people together. This is what I would hope. I mean, I'm not sure how how the schedules of police officers work, but I would say normally in these you know if it's if it's between him and the judge, if they're if they're both appearing before the judge, and they're giving their sides of the story, uh, nine times out of ten the judge is always going to side with the. Um, they're always going to side with the cop. That's why, and which is why pretty much people record police now these days, you know, in terms of anything. Because, yeah, a lot of times the judge will always side with the police officer. I mean, I mean, if you're going to um, appear for the judge for, say, like disorderly conduct or, you know, misdemeanor, or like, you know, misdemeanor or, you know, public drunkenness or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter what, you know, the judge is always going to take the side of the police officer. So, you know, 
you're best to just say, hey, you know what? I fucked up and I want to, um, I will take responsibility for my actions. I'll do what needs to be done. And if anything, the judge will give you community service and tell you, hey, you know what? You know, do community service and then it's, you know, the records it's expunged. You know. But uh, regardless, he came back. He made an impact last night. But Pitt lost another heartbreaker. Uh, recruiting hasn't been all that great, supposedly, from what I'm reading. But I would say, if this keeps up the way it's going, I'm. Sh- I think if he keep. I mean, if he if he wins some ACC games with the roster he has, I would think that he would stay another year. I think. I mean, yeah, he would definitely stay another year. He's. I mean, he would have earned it. It's just recruiting needs to pick up because there hasn't been anything going on with that. And, but, uh, you know, what happened to him in Oklahoma happened to him in a pit with Oklahoma. Now, when he tried to rebuild the roster, he was, looks like things were starting to work out for him. They fired him pit. I think they're, they're, I mean, we haven't really gone anywhere in years in terms of basketball. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. So, I mean, if anything, just, you know, if you have to give him a year, just give it to him. Unless things really fly off the rail. But, I mean, you have to worry about John Hewley if he's going to be here after this year, if he, if he goes and tests the NBA waters, because that could happen. Or the way the transfer portal is now. Um, John Hewley could go to, say, North Carolina or Kentucky or Duke. And that's another thing that people need to look out for, is if these players get better... You have to worry about the transfer portal now because these guys can jump to other schools, especially in the ACC. You know, they can say, "Hey, you know, I've done pretty well here, Pitt. I'm going to go somewhere else." And you know, you know, yeah, it's a lot to deal with. But yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, let me tell you guys about Spotify Green Room. It's the live audio only sports talk platform. Free to download, use, great for watch parties and whatnot. Spotify Green would have been a great th- time if you had a podcast or just some sort of watch party for you know for the last Steeler game for Ben Roethlisberger. Well, Steeler home game it is, but he has one more game against Baltimore, which is against Baltimore. This would have been perfect for this. Um, you could have um, you know talked about you know how bad Baker Mayfield is. I mean, he was pretty brutal in that game. I mean, the Browns overall were brutal. Uh, Miles, Gar- Miles Garrett was non-existent. Jadavion Clowney from a shoe. I mean, a lot to talk about here. Um, all you do is download the app from the iOS App Store, Google Play Store, you know, yeah. log in, you know, create your account, link your Twitter, whatever, and just, you know, come in with some, um, you know, some great conversation. Now, let's get to some other stuff now. Monday night, Ben Roethlisberger played his final game at Heinz Field. The game itself, the game itself, for the most part, was un, was pretty much you know forgettable. Both offenses, for the most part, were brutal. Let's be honest. I mean, Ben's stat line wasn't all that great. I mean, he he threw a lot of passes, and I mean, but he, I'm not sure if it's a combination of Matt Canada being a you know being shitty or if it's the receivers. Um, Chase Claypool, 
It's funny because I keep getting his name mixed up with. I was, I was about to say, uh, who was the guy from Primus? Was it West Claypool? Yeah, it was West Claypool. I was I almost called Chase Claypool West Claypool because you know the guy from Primus. Funny story about him. I think he played. He supposedly played in Pittsburgh one time for I don't know, I don't know if it was La Palooza or whatnot. I forget what it was. But I think his style of music didn't fit with wherever he was, wherever it was, whatever venue it was, or whatever concert. Supposedly he got booed off the stage, and he said a promise would never play in Pittsburgh anymore. And this was like back in the early nineties. I don't know if it was all Palooza. I forget what it was, but yeah, he, um, yeah, he, um, yeah, he got booed off stage. I think, I think. Supposedly, when Courtney Love and Hole performed in Pittsburgh, supposedly they threw shotgun shells at her. I mean, they were they were used ones, and supposedly she walked off stage. And that, those are some of the things I've I've heard. But yeah, I mean, Ben's receivers for the most part don't don't do me justice either. I mean. Baker Mayfield is pretty bad. Of course, he's you know he's been hurt all year, quote unquote hurt. I mean, he could have just you know, he. I mean, if he really wanted to some time to reason the rest, I mean, he could just took his pads off and you know did jumping jacks you know in the end zone like Antonio Brown did. You know, I, I the Antonio Brown thing. I'm just waiting for more of that to come out. But my thing is, if if you're hurt, if you're not unable to play. Why are you fully suited up in pads to begin with? If you if you're not ready to go, if you think you're not ready to go, if you have if you think you have broken bones or whatnot, what whatever whatever it is, don't suit up. But you know, I think you know he. I guess he tried to give us all. I mean, he did he did play, but he, they they shot him up full of painkillers, supposedly whatnot. But, I mean, if you're not ready to go, I mean, if you, if you really can't play, then don't play. And, I mean, I guess more and more of this is coming out where it kind of makes Bruce Arians and, the, you know, the Buccaneers look bad as well. And, I don't know, I'm just, I know people want to say that, you know, Tanya Brown's not in a good place, but he may, from what it looks like, he may have a legit, legit reason to be pissed off. I mean, the way, I guess, he... Uh, he, you know the way he expressed it. I guess it <laughs> was really not non-conventional. I mean, he took off his pads and you know did what he did. But I don't know. I mean, that's just you know. I know he you know people you know, people think he has some issues. I mean, he may, but but I remember when Ben was thrown under the bus over the Antonio Brown stuff. I mean, that was going to happen. I mean, that's just how, that's just how that is. I mean, he, a lot of that was Ben's doing because we'll, we'll, we'll get into that as we'll get into that as well. I mean, cause Ben, I guess, set himself up to be easily thrown under the bus by his, uh, by, by, by players for the most part. All right, so let's get back into the uh, 
what we were supposed to talk about. Because, yeah, this is going into the old Ben discussion. Uh, ben played his last game in Heinz Field, which I've already talked about. There was a big celebration. Some people felt that it was all over the top. I mean, I've heard some, some, some takes from some people about it. I think a lot of the stuff is over. I mean, today's social media-driven world, it's all over the top. In terms of getting ratings, page clicks, almost anything you do is over. Almost everything that's done is over the top. I mean, it's just how it is. People want that whole dramatic type of thing. I mean, the one thing I could live with that was all the. Was, was, you know, Ben's sitting there trying to soak in. He's sitting there trying to soak in his final game. And he's got microphones and cameras all around him. He's sitting there trying to sit down, collect it all in, have his moment. And he's surrounded by cameras. He's walking around. He's trying to do his lap. And he can't do his lap because he's got freaking cameras all around him. And it's like, you know, for a while I was like, you know, can you please just back off the guy and let him freaking soak it in? You know, that's one gripe I had about the whole thing was, you know, everybody wanted that, you know, that special photo. And, you know, he's trying to like, um, he's trying to, I guess, of course, his wife and kids came on the field. He's sitting there trying to, you know, get to them. And there's all these freaking cameras around. And it's just. If there's one thing that I, I couldn't live without was all those cameras around him. And that's just, you know, that's my gripe with the, with the whole thing. Was that, I mean, it, it was, I mean, this was his moment and it just, and he, he has to, he has to, you know, he has to do it without, a, you know, with a whole bunch of cameras around him. Just all circled around him. And just so, so he really couldn't do it. My only hope for him is he could at least walk on, you know, when they all left and went, you know, went to go do their articles or upload their photos and whatnot. My hope is that he at least went back onto the field and went and, you know, you know, sat down and then soaked it up. But, you know, I'm sure, you know. But, yeah, the game overall was, you know, was a forgettable game. I mean, Miles Garrett bragged, you know, Miles Garrett bragged about how he was going to do all these things. And, of course, we didn't hear a thing from him. Jadavion Clowney throws a shoe. I mean, Jake, J- I mean, Clowney is a, you know, I, I I live in Houston, so I got to see him play. I mean, he was a very talented guy, but he never really played with his full capacity. And, of course, he wanted he wanted more money from the Texans. And the Texans said, well, we're not going to give you a whole bunch. You know, you're good, but you're not, like, great. I mean, if you want to be great, you got to get that, you know, you know, you have to be great to get that money. So naturally he went somewhere else where he was probably going to get paid if he, if he even did. But as far as Ben goes, he was drafted in 2004, I remember. And it was a shocker to all of us that we actually drafted a quarterback, but we needed one. And I mean, there were so many other quarterbacks on there. I mean, uh, well, there was J.P. Losman, there was you know, there was you know, there was Rivers and Manning, which we knew we weren't going to get. I remember the Chargers drafted Eli, and of course, I remember the reaction, to Eli, oh, <laughs> the reaction to, when Eli went to the podium. I mean, they were just like pissed off. Giants drafted Rivers, and they of course they made us the trade, which I never understood. I, th- I think the Chargers did that just to be assholes. Let's let's be honest. I would have done that same thing too because. But um, uh, 
what was all about the Chargers was they had Drew Brees and things were looking. I mean, things were seemingly looking to you know work out with him. Then you know, I guess they just weren't happy with him. But he goes to see he goes to you know to the Saints and wins a Super Bowl. So that worked out. For, you know that worked out. Rivers had some good years, especially under Marty Schonheimer. I mean, Marty Ball was a big thing. Um, their best team lost to New England, and I remember they had that game one. They dominated that game, but they played so undisciplined that they kept New England in the game and eventually bit them. But I mean, he had some really talented players around. I mean, of course he had. I mean, of course he had Ladainian Tomlinson. He had Antonio Gates. I mean, they had so many good players. And they couldn't, you know, they couldn't, they, ne- they never could go anywhere. And that's one thing I can say about Ben Roethlisberger. He won two Super Bowls in an era with where you had all these good quarterbacks, especially, you know, especially when you had Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. You know, he managed to win two Super Bowls, you know, despite having all these, you know, you know, Breeze, Manning, the Mannings, I should say, because uh, Eli managed to win two Super Bowls. But in an era where people, all, all they talked about was Tom Brady and Eli Manning, Ben, um, you know, managed to win two. And there I'm trailing off in this whole, you know, unstructured type of uh, thing. But Ben was drafted, and of course I played that Let's Get It Started you know, from the Black Eyed Peas because that was one of the big songs from 2004. It was always play at Steeler games, and people would wave their towels and go nuts. I guess it was like the the Renegade. It was a, it was a, it was another you know it was another part. It was like a Renegade type of a song that gets played at the Steeler games. That's I mean it's it's one of those, it's one of the ones that people forget about. It was it was the other Renegade song, I, I guess I should say. But um, Steelers went on a tear that year. And, of course, Ben being a rookie, you know, I sat in that cold when they lost to New England. And we, we, we all kind of knew what was going to happen because the Steelers won't beat them the first time. We knew I, I knew the second time we weren't going to beat them. You know, once you have game fill on somebody. And, of course, Ben wasn't, you know, he was not playing all that good up until, that, until the end. Uh, I think mainly because I just I think it just came with experience. I mean, we, I mean, our, our defense was winning a lot of those games. We won that Jets game, I remember, and we won it in overtime, and that was a game we probably should have lost. We barely pulled that one out, and it just uh, it just didn't work out, you know. In that AFC title game, it was a you know that was a, that was I remember that you know yeah it was a just a cold miserable night. I remember it just God, I remember sitting in that and. I just had a gut feeling that, um, you know, it just wasn't going to work out, and it didn't. But the next year, you know, they had their, um, you know, they they want, I guess, yeah, that was the gear when we played New England that We played that in New England that year as well. We were winning the game, and of course we kept, we did it, and we were doing everything to keep New England, New England in the game. I think at one point we were, I think we were about to score a touchdown. I think it was it was it was either Randall or something was about to score a touchdown, or they had a big gain. And I remember they I remember they for whatever reason they lateraled the ball and gave and and I guess there was a miscommunication on the lateral and they fumbled and New England just uh, 
they end up uh, winning by a field goal, I remember. And the way that game, the way those events happened in that game, I remember I sat in that stadium and I was just probably one of the most depressed I've ever been at a Steeler game. I've never really cried at Steeler games and I still didn't, but I was just depressed, I remember. And it was one of the few times I was ever depressed at a Steeler game was when we, that, it was that New England game during a regular season where, and I just said to my dad, I was like, you know, as long as Bill Cowboy's here, we're, we're never going to win a Super Bowl. And I said, I said for some reason, I said, I, I said, I said, I love Calvary. He's a great coach, but we're just, we're just never going to get over the hump. No matter who we draft or who we have, we always find ways to fuck up games. I said, this was one of those games where we really had, we had it won, and we just, we all did ourselves. We ended up beating ourselves again. And it's like, you know, I remember at one point the Steelers were, you know, they were, on the, they were on the bubble for a playoff spot and they won out. And of course they had to go the wild card route. And then they beat Cincinnati and they had some luck there because Cincinnati was hot. They had Chris Henry who was tearing us up in games. Uh, Carson Palmer gets hurt, gets hurt. Chemo rolled on his ankle and there's debate whether that was intentional or not. I, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, it, it, from what it looks like, it's it's it looks like it was an accident. But he got hurt, and Bengals were never really the same. I mean, they they were winning for the most part, but the Steelers pulled that one off. Then, of course, we went to New, Indianapolis, and Ben played out of his mind early in the game. We came out throwing, I remember, and. Then the bus had to fumble at the end, but I mean, it should never came to that. I mean, Palomola had the pick, and of course they rolled it incomplete. Whatever you know. And the NFL has a has a tendency to do the, you know, make games swing another way. And of course, you know that I mean, I'm sure they won. You know, Indianapolis in the AFC title game against whoever. And unfortunately, Mike Vanderjack, the drunken kicker, he um, he missed the field goal, and that was it. And of course, Ben did make the game-saving tackle, but that's his fumble. We can't let, let, you know leave that out. And of course, you know, Steers play out of their minds against um, the Bron- you know the Broncos. Ben came out throwing again, and we get to the Super Bowl, and that was pretty much not much I like to say about that game. I mean, we I remember when we my friends and I we went to the um, we rented uh, we rented the conference room at the Hampton Inn. And we had television. We brought all kinds of snacks, pizza and whatnot, and we all watched the game with the from my conference room. And like you know, some of my, you know, one of my friend, one of my friends, his brother was a West Mifflin cop. Some of those guys came and watched the game with us. A funny side story to this: there was a um, a brawl at Duke's Cafe, Duke's Upper Deck in Homestead. There was a brawl. And it was on the radio, and the cops went there to, uh, I guess, you know, I guess break up the brawl. Well, instead, the cops just, um, they just supposedly, supposedly they locked, they they locked the, um, they didn't feel like dealing with it, so they they supposedly locked the uh, the the patrons from the outside, and they just said, yeah, we're just gonna let them work it out. <laughs> We're not. We're not going. We're not going to intervene because you know, there's. He's like, there's only two of us right now. 
we're just gonna lock the doors and just let them uh, let uh, we're gonna let the, we're gonna let them work it out on, on their own. <laughs> so yeah, that's one of the things that happened. And of course, we pardoned we pardoned the South Side after the game. You know, I just remember it snowing and driving through that snow and yeah. But of course, after that, that's when we saw you know some things come out about Ben. I mean, he. There was, I mean, I heard stuff about him that he was kind of a, you know, which, you know, which is what people don't like about him. I guess his personality wasn't all that great. And of course he gets a, he gets a motorcycle and he does, he's not wearing a helmet. And of course he nearly dies. And, you know, he wasn't all that good that next, that next year, you know, car retires, and of course, Car proved me wrong about not winning a Super Bowl. Of course, eventually, you know, we get to, we get to the Super Bowl again with the you know, Ben pulls off an amazing drive. I mean, things were great. I mean, he was like on top of the world. Then the allegations came, and then you know he had two he had two allegations of you know, of rape. And then all the stories about Ben started to come out about how he is a prick in real life, about how he wasn't, he go to places and refused to pay his tab because he was Ben Roethlisberger. People should owe him stuff. And of course, you know, it just, all these other stories started to come out about him and he gets suspended from the league. He was never charged in the second rape. The first one he settled out of court. The second one, he never got charged, and it was because supposedly the girl, it was either she was too drunk, or she, I, forget, I forget she dropped it because something about her, it was something about her personal life, there was things about her personal life she didn't want it to come out, and that's why, you know, she didn't want to come full, you know, full forward. Jesus, I have seven minutes left on this podcast, and I just didn't realize that. And of course, you know, years later, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown had their meltdowns and, of course, threw Ben under the bus. All the stuff about Ben being a horrible leader and all, you know, it just, all this stories came out and it just, uh, and, of course, you know, in this final game, there was a lot of mixed stuff on Twitter I saw where people were sad to see him go. I mean, people were saying, people were, you know, were there were some people that were upset that people were celebrating his, um, you know, his final game and, I mean, you're you were obviously going to see former teammates and stuff, and NFL players celebrating his final game because, you know, Ben's a football player. They've worked with him in the past, or they they have some sort of relationship with him, so they're going to give him, you know, going to say, hey, you know, congrats on a, you know on a great career. You know, they're going to do all that. You know, Josh Harris was the funniest because he made a tweet about how he t- it was an honor to take handoffs from Ben and. Here was a guy who he tried to get himself some clout by saying that Ben was occasionally you know, he fumbled on purpose, and my th- you know and you know I'm sure Ben has probably you know supposedly rumor has it Ben has changed plays at times at the line he's done you know that's a rumor. My thing is is if you're going to disrespect the coat you're, if you're going to drag a coworker in public you, you know then years later come in and wish them well. I, I mean me personally. If I if I don't if there's a coworker I don't like and I drag him in public, I'm not gonna come years later and say, Hey, you you've had a great it was an honor working with you. 
You know, it's just weird. That's just something I just don't understand. But uh, as far as the whole thing goes, I mean, Ben has Ben has two legacies. He's got the legacy of a guy who was a great, one of the best, probably the best quarterback we've ever had in our franchise history. I mean, he managed to win two Super Bowls in, in terms of, you know, in the, where it was dominated by, you know, Brady Manning, Aaron Rodgers, whatever. Uh, he could, it would have been nice if he could have won at least one more. I mean, the Green Bay game just didn't, ha- you know, that game just didn't happen. But after that, he never went, he never went to another Super Bowl. Never, never sniffed one. And part of it was they held on, they held on the players for too long. And another part was they just, they just pissed, you know, they pissed teams, you know, good teams away. I mean, his last true chance was probably the year when they lost to Jacksonville convincingly. They were really good that year, and they just um, they just melted down in that game. And but uh, yeah, he, you know, it's just, you know, it's great that he went to at least he went to three Super Bowls. It's just a shame that he could have went went to at least one more. But uh, but overall, in his I mean, that's one legacy we'll remember him as is a guy who was a really good, great player, and. But there's the other legacy of him where he has a lot of, there's a lot of questions to be asked. Where he was a dickhead, he supposedly hurt some people. And yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's people that still hate him for it uh, years, you know, years later. And um, I mean, Ron Cook. I mean, Ron Cook touched, you know, touched, touched uh, base on all that in his article, he, his column he wrote, where he talks about Ben's past and how Ben's tried to, you know, evolve from it. I mean, I give I give Ron credit for trying to. Um, I give Ron a lot of credit for trying to do that, trying to at least have the balls to touch on his. Uh, what happened in the past, but the whole other stuff afterwards, it just, I don't know, it felt like it was a PR type of thing. I mean, when Peyton Manning retired and gave us this press conference, he got questioned about what happened in college because there was some, there was an incident that happened to him in college with a female trainer. And I think if he would have lost that Super Bowl, he, I don't think it would have been brought up because there was people that were upset that Manning won the Super Bowl and Cam Newton didn't. And Cam Newton didn't uh, shake hands or something like that, and people got mad. So people brought up Peyton Manning's past, I guess, to, I don't know, make say that King was a better better teammate. I, I don't know. But I think if Manning would have lost that, you know, I think if Broncos would have lost that game, it would never got brought up. But he, he did get asked about it in his last press conference. And I'm not sure, you know, if, in terms of Ben, I'm not sure if that's going to happen with him. I mean, he's... For the most part, Ben's kept a low profile. You know, he's you know he's not on social media. People, people do bring up Ray Lewis and Kobe Bryant's comparisons to Ben about what happened. But Ray Lewis is a very likable person now. I mean, you see him on NFL and whatnot. He you know, and of course, Kobe was very likable as well. I mean, after what happened with him, I mean, he became very likable for whatever reason. He was a very talented player. And of course, you know, if you watch that final game, he's scoring all those points. He's waving at his wife and kids. 
and you know, Ben for them. I mean, I mean, those. I can you can say those two have kept a high profile, whereas Ben kept a low profile, and you know, he really. Um, so, I think that's probably one reason why you know people. You know, he's he hasn't had you know the affection of the public is is because he it's because he kept a low profile. You know, I, you know that's just probably feel maybe maybe it's how it is. I don't know. You know, I don't know. And I, I don't I don't really expect Ben to be on you know social media doing stuff now. I think he'll just be doing stuff with his kids and whatnot. But as we close here, yeah, Ben was a hell of a player here, and he's going to have two legacies. His sports legacy, where he was really good, and of course, the off-field stuff. I mean, he's those are two things that you you know he's gonna he's probably gonna have to live with, and that's what and you know, as a Steelers fan, that's what you're gonna have that's what you're gonna have to live with as well. And wherever be a solution to it, I don't know. But anyways, on to here, guys. Hell to pit. Talk to you later.